Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 598 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba, alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, and I am back in time for the busiest week of the Senators offseason. Ross, it's great to have you back. And yes, talks are intensifying over Ottawa and Toronto trades for Matt Murray. That's a head scratcher for me, but we love hearing it. And the last time the Sens and Leafs made a deal, they got Connor Brown. Seems like there's speculation that he could be moved today. Nikita Zaitsev. We'll get into the rumor mill. Plus, development camp begins today, 48 hours before free agency opens. So it's a packed show, packed week. Right here on Locked On Senators, and it's brought to you by Bet Online. More odd props and lines than ever before. Check out betonline.net, where the game starts. And now the show starts. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Monday, July 11th, and Pilsy. What did I miss, man? I feel like I was gone for two weeks and missed a hundred storylines. You honestly missed probably the busiest time in Ottawa Senators uh, the entire year. It's hilarious that uh, coincidentally that's when you were gone. But let me tell you, I am glad that you are back, Ross, because just like, you know, that video of Josh Norris at practice and he's trying to make passes and he's like, Number nine, not a disher. Well, Brandon Piller, not a bus driver, not not a host, uh, a co-host, an analyst. So I'm glad you're back driving the bus because uh, <laughs> although it was fun, it was a good experience. This is the way it's meant to be. The Locked On Senators is back for your viewing and listening pleasure. We know that duos are what matters most, whether it's in the National Hockey League or elsewhere. Like you think of now, the Senators have a couple duos up front with Alex Dabrinkit joining the team. With Tim Stutzel, you obviously have the Kachuk-Norris connection. How will everything else all fit? And now we've got Pilsy and Ross back as it was meant to be. We'll get into all the things I missed later on. Again, you can find Locked On Senators wherever you get your podcasts, including on YouTube, where the best way that you can help the show grow is to subscribe, like the video, and leave a comment below. Am I darker than Pilsy? Let me know in the comments right now. It's something I've been working years to do, but I'm as close, but... We'll have to allow you, the listener, to decide on that one. Pilsy, first and foremost, you mentioned off the top, Matt Murray, in trade discussions, intensified. Word of the intensifying. week. Intensifying. Word of the week for the Ottawa Senators. We heard it during the draft on day two. Then, last night, I heard it again. And then, well, now we're hearing it with Connor Brown. But with Matt Murray, this deal to Toronto seems like it's hinging on a medical record from Matt Murray. Which is very interesting because if Sense fans know, trying to get a clear, uh, accurate observation of Matt Murray's health is very hard to do. It can change within hours. Remember that game famously where at 4 p.m. for a 7 o'clock start, all of a sudden he's not available. And it's very hard to pinpoint, especially when you have concussions in the mix and Matt Murray has uh, kind of a long list of injuries, unfortunately, already at a young age. But 
if anyone's going to be able to find this info on him, it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. And Elliot Friedman has reported that, yeah, the talks are intensifying. They really started heating up yesterday. And uh, the Toronto doctors have been given permission to kind of get a full uh, look at Matt Murray, see where he's at, see what they think he he needs, what how much time. And Pierre Dorian did say last week that Matt Murray should be back on the ice this week. So that's interesting to know. Also interesting, though, Ross, the reason trade talks are so intense is because I think Matt Murray still is not eligible to be bought out since Correct. his health fully isn't clear. Because a lot of people are saying, well, why not just buy him out? You have that other buyout option. Well, right. the buyout option will be over tomorrow. Tomorrow is the last day to do that. So they kind of need to get things figured out today if they're going to do anything. Yeah, and we'll find out again what could happen with Michael Delzato of that same vein. When it comes to Matt Murray, though, 50% retained. You're obviously having more salary going out than cap hit. So they would be paying $7.5 million. He has $15 million left, $7 million in real salary this year, $8 million next year. The cap hits 6.25. It matters less for Ottawa, but more for a team like Toronto, a desperate team like Toronto. Their goalies right now are Eric Kalgren and Joseph Wool. <laughs> this is a Stanley Cup contender? My goodness. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. Now, we could speculate all we want about what pieces would be going, what the sweetener is. Leaf fans have made it very clear who their favorite Ottawa Senators are in the speculation they put out there, from Drake Batherson to Shane Pinto to Ridley Gregg. Hell, I'm surprised I haven't seen a Tim Stutzla as a sweetener from an HF board from the Toronto Maple Leafs faithful. But it's cool that they're so fond of our prospects, but Pilsy, where would you draw the line on a player going back to Toronto? Let's put 25% retained, because we're going to get into all the things I missed. One of them was the deal that fell through between Buffalo and Ottawa, and reports are that Ottawa would have held on to 25% of Murray's salary in that deal. So let's use that as a starting point in this conversation. But I don't know, Ross, because the reason, like, Toronto needs less of a cap hit, whereas Buffalo was trying to use Matt Murray to get to the floor. So I think... Toronto probably would be pushing hard for that 50% uh, retained salary. I don't think 25%, that probably doesn't get it done for Toronto. Unless there's a third team involved. That's a thing. (laughs) And and you got to think that's where an Arizona comes in with their ears all perked up. Or even a Buffalo, right? Like maybe, like they don't don't get Matt Murray. They don't get Matt Murray, but they can pay him. Exactly. They retain salary somehow, right? So that that's definitely something I would keep on the table. But for the purposes of this exercise, sure, we'll keep it at 25%. I would say you're not, least fans, I'm sorry, but you're not getting a blue chip prospect in this. It's just not going to happen. And I like that Dorian is finally, like he was like a dragon sitting on top of his jewels of picks, prospects, uh, uh, cap space and now he's finally letting all that go and starting to acquire real veteran talent or getting rid of uh, extras like Colin White hopefully Nikita Zaitsev hopefully Matt Murray so breaking news the Senators did not put anyone on buyout waivers today so no Delzato on buyout waivers Matt Murray of course his health's up in the air and his status is up in the air of whether or not he's a member of the Ottawa team in Ontario or the Toronto one but No more buyouts right now. The only way that can change is if there is an arbitration award handed out for one of Ottawa's restricted free agents, they will get another 48-hour window to buy out anyone else on their team, Pilsy. So it looks like if they are going to move Matt Murray, Nikita Zaitsev, we know those are probably the two priorities right now after they did buy out Colin White on the one-third buyout, another thing that I missed. That being said, I think you could probably find a a taker for both. Arizona's clearly 
the team you call for Nikita Zaitsev. It's just how sweet you have to make that one. Because to me, that's probably one you have to sweeten a little bit more than Matt Murray, but maybe not at the same time because Matt Murray, you might get some good hockey out of. I don't know. I think with, with these two, it's more of a wait-and-see approach. And uh, another angle look at this too, Pillsy, is like, I'm going to hold on until free agency begins and then gets rolling before I judge any Matt Murray trade because it could look ridiculous, but if Pierre Dorian thinks he has the inside track on a Claude Giroux, or somebody else in free agency that could really help this team. And then you say, let's say it's Connor Brown. And you're like, oh, well, Connor Brown, we love him. He led the team in goals, not this year, but last. And then you can turn the page and be like, oh, is it Matt Murray and Connor Brown for the ability financially to sign a guy like that? Then all of a sudden, it looks a little bit sweeter on that side of the ledger. Definitely. Yeah. And so getting back to what could possibly be a part of that Matt Murray trade, I think you're looking at probably a a middle prospect. Like I don't, I don't think it makes sense for Connor Brown to be a part of that deal to go to Toronto. Like they don't, they don't have cap space. And like you said, they need a goalie. So I don't see how Matt Murray, a guy who you cannot depend on for, for 40 games in a season, I wouldn't, pencil him in for 40 games that's a risky thing if you're trying to make the playoffs and then Connor Brown if they end up acquiring him they're not going to be able to re-sign him he's going to outprice him with his next contract so it would really surprise me if they went uh, Matt Murray and Connor Brown route but he would be affordable in this one season like the Leafs were able it'd be to be a rental Razzard. yeah it'd be right. a rental Right. And then maybe they try to work there. Oh, you're from Toronto. Do you want to play for pennies for us? That sort of thing. Which if I'm Connor I feel like Brown, Connor Brown already did that. Yeah, exactly. Give so I don't know if he's going to be doing that again. But they do. I feel like there's always this common thought that the Leafs never have any cap. But like they have some money to play with right now because they're losing Mikheyev, who I think was made. I think they have something like seven and a half million right now. But again, their goalies both played pretty much primarily for the Marlies last year. They don't have one, let alone two NHL goalies. So they're going to have to be careful with how they spend it. But it's not like they have $2 million with guys to sign. There is a little bit of wiggle room. They could add Connor Brown's 3.6. And then maybe the Sens are more comfortable holding on to some of that as well. Let's say they hold on to 15% of Murray's and then 50% of Connor Brown's because there's only one year left on Connor Brown's, whereas there's two on Matt Murray's. We could speculate on this all day, Pilsy, but I want to get to the laundry list of things that I missed because I got some takes to deliver on that. We mentioned Matt Murray, the Buffalo situation, what happened there, and we'll get into how they missed out on Kevin Fiala, but then upgraded on Kevin Fiala afterwards, Pilsy. First, I believe you have a word from one of our favorite sponsors. Well, talking about uh, your health and trying to stay healthy, a great way to do that, Ross, is with Athletic Greens. It's something I use their product, AG1, every day. I I mean it. I've been uh, subscribed. I've been getting AG1 one pack in a month. My girlfriend and I both love it. And there's so many reasons why to love this stuff. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 25, or sorry, it's 25. That's not even close. 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and more to help you start your day off right. It's lifestyle friendly, so anyone can have this and feel good about it. If you're keto, paleo, uh, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, you're good. Contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, no artificial anything, and it still manages to taste great. It's going to cost you less than $3 a day, and 
You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than going out to get your daily coffee. It's cheaper than getting all those supplements that you're going to need to get 75 of those great things to put in your body. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance and they're backed by over 7,000 five-star reviews. They're recommended by professional athletes and more. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially in these times. It's just one scoop of water, one uh, scoop into your cup of water, sorry, every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutrition insurance from Athletic Greens. All right, Pillsy. So, another thing before we get to that laundry list. News yesterday, Wade Redden is yes, joining the yes. Senator's staff. A little round of applause for Wade Redden. We absolutely love to see this. A second highest scoring defenseman after Eric Carlson in franchise history. The all-time franchise leader in plus minus. Yeah. A ridiculous plus minus. I think he's 100 plus 49. It's something something like, that. like that. It's insane. And our boy, I, I want to give credit here because he uh, he DM'd me right before we left. He wants to come on. He says he's got some fire takes. We Ooh. are, by the way, Going to get back to our Send Central citizens starting next week. We're going to do that every week this summer. Do our absolute best because it's been too long without it. But there hasn't been a dull day in Send land in the last little while. So you're, you're looking at a situation where we're absolutely flying through these last few weeks. You can go back on YouTube. The numbers have been exploding. We appreciate everyone for that. And, well, with that comes the responsibility to bring more. So we aren't going to touch much on the draft today, but later on we're going to do player profiles just like we did for our top 64 prospects on all of the nine players who the Sens selected on day two of the NHL draft. We will touch on Dev Camp a little later on. Wade Redden, congratulations, defensive consultant for the Ottawa Senators, in what seems like a permanent role. Now, he lives in Kelowna, so how long, how often will he be here? Will it be video work that he's doing with the prospects? Maybe Pierre Dorian will eventually shed some light on the circumstances, but it's a huge addition, and another alumni making their way back into the Senators organization. We absolutely love to see that, and as I've been kind of talking in circles here, I'm still trying to find it, but... Before I give credit, and I'll throw you over to this with the stat, though, Pilsy, Wade Redden played 11 seasons for the Ottawa Senators. They made the playoffs 11 times. Not bad. And 11 is a great number as you look uh, past your shoulder, Daniel Alfredson hanging out there, his jersey. So, yeah, that's pretty damn impressive. And I like that they went with Wade Redden, Ross, because um, we were kind of discussing, ah, who could potential guys be here? And you're thinking kind of more defensive shutdown guys. I like that they got a guy that can help these players uh, with their skating, the first pass, moving the puck up the ice. Like Wade Redden, I know a lot of Sens fans maybe have weird um, – uh, a weird kind of it's not his fault for... that him and Chera's contract came up at the same hey, time that's what I'm getting at it's it's maybe they're like ah oh, damn we kept Redden we should have kept Chara but at the time it wasn't a crazy decision and Redden was still a good player for the Sens it's just Chara ended up being Zidane Chara which doesn't happen very often so I have no uh, ill will towards Redden and I think he's going to do great with the Senators and he previously held a pretty great role with the Nashville Predators for a couple seasons as well so it's not like this is his first time doing this 
Yes, and the Great National hire. Predators. You look at the decor that they've yep. suited up since basically the start of their franchise. Great, great to see Wade Redden back in the mix. And it's at 1,200 Prince Picks who had that tweet there with 11 for 11 making the playoffs, Wade Redden. And I love what Sean Donovan said today on 1,200 as well. And it was simple. It reminds these players who have seen the team that drafted them not make the playoffs in five straight years that this once was a crown jewel franchise of making the playoffs every single year. It was Detroit, San Jose, and Ottawa. Every single year, those teams were perennial contenders. So these kids, the Jake Sandersons of the world, the Tyler Boucher's on the back end, you're looking at other players like Ben Roger who can look up and see these guys like Wade Renn around the team, guys who are there on a part of success. Okay, I had to make a graphic, Pills. We'll get into dev camp and touch on the roster there and why Tyler Clevin is not at development camp. But first, Pillsy, I had to make a graphic because, man, look how much I missed. Let's go quickly, step-by-step through this list because I try to do it more or less chronologically, and we'll just do a quick hitter on each one. Pillsy, I texted you because we recorded that final draft ranking show. Did I not guarantee that Kevin Fiala was going to be an Ottawa senator by the time that came out? Yeah, whoops. Uh, so I, I was right that we got traded. Halfway. Yeah, we we definitely uh, were hot on that track. But I mean, <laughs> we big miss on us. I don't think not one time did we talk about Fiala going to L.A. It was Ottawa or New Jersey. Like I didn't even think about that at all. And it's a great fit for them. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense after they added his former teammate in Nashville, Victor Arvidsson, last offseason. Yeah. They're, they're kind of a step ahead in, in building than Ottawa, but you got to love, we'll get to that later on, on the list. A couple of exclamation marks if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> if you want to find out what I'm teasing at right now. The promotion of Trent Mann, yep. the hiring of Ryan Bonus, the son of Senators inaugural head coach, Rick Bonus, as assistant GMs. You did a great job covering that. So I'll just say amazing to see them go outside the organization to bring in a new voice, Ryan Bonus. Certainly making his pro scouting impact known right away with the first deal. Now, looking down to Nick Paul signing a seven-year deal in Tampa, what an interesting poll we put out. Would you be comfortable with the Sens have giving him that contract, making 3.15 per season? It was 55% said no, 45% said yes. Were you on the no side of that ledger? I was on the no side, but also because I don't think Nick Paul accepts the deal that the Senators would have given him it's so different than Tampa, right? Tampa, it's right. a uh, tax-friendly state. You're living in Tampa all year round. They're Stanley Cup contenders. He got signing bonuses left, right, and center. He got uh, no move clause, I believe, later on in the contract. Like the Sens would not have made a carbon copy of that contract and slid it over to Nick Paul. So that's why I was like, no, because it just it wouldn't happen that way. And even if it did, I wouldn't have think it would have uh, worked out properly for the sense. I mean, seven years, that's a massive, he's going to be 34 years old at the end of this contract. Yeah. Unbelievable. But credit to him, man. Good for Nick Paul. He bet on himself. You love seeing players bet on themselves and have success. And just like JG Pajot, I guess an exception because he's from the area, but guys like, um, why why am I uh, blanking? Who are some other players? Kyle Turris. Um, yep. Eric Carlson, Mark Stone, Mark guys Stone who was, left yeah. Ottawa, but then you saw Nick Paul going to Blues Fest the other day, so he's back in Ottawa living here in the summer. And we got to give one more set of stick taps to Nick Paul for continuing to donate each yeah, of his goals to the Royal Ottawa Points with Paul. What a great initiative. Glad he continued that down in Tampa. We got to pour one out, too, for Colin White, the one-third buyout. It was on our off-season checklist. They had to do this. It's unfortunate. And I think at a two-by-two, two, wherever he signs, whatever it is, 
Nick, the Colin White Redemption Tour, he's going to be a hashtag sends abroad that we cheer for going forward. I want the best for it. Too bad it didn't work out for the rat rink in Ottawa. Yeah, we, we love Whitey. And uh, from the moment he was selected as an Ottawa Senator and snubbed Gary Bettman the, at the handshake, what? like that is just so good. He was a guy that everybody loved. He was a goofy hockey guy. And I honestly think this is going to be good for Colin White. Like, not only do you get $875,000 from the Sens every year, that's a nice little bonus, but he's going to get a contract that allows him to fit into a team more appropriately. And he's not going to have that weight of too big of a contract. Right. He's going to be able to sign wherever he wants now. So I think really this is going to be a positive. And yeah, we love Whitey. We're cheering for him still. Watch for Buffalo, his former coach at the program, Tony Granato is the head coach there, and his hometown, Boston Bruins. Yeah, those are two, the top two ones. Yeah. Two potential landing spots, so both in the Atlantic Division. So there might be a few Whitey revenge games. We'll be using our head thinking about the that. Goals. Yeah. The headbutt goal was, was all time, and that still should have counted. I'm going to take that one to my grave with me. A couple other things I missed. We'll save the best for last, but the Buffalo-Murray situation, it's unfortunate that – uh, Twitter exploded as it did, and me too. I was just like, man, we heard Brent Wallace say like they knew signing him that it was going to take a while to rebuild his game. Now, did they think he would only play forty something out of one hundred and thirty eight games when he was uh, when he was in Ottawa? No, the best ability is availability, and he certainly didn't give the Ottawa Senators that. But it's in his contract. Dorian told him, you know, you got your no trade list, and Buffalo's on it. So what are you going to do? Really. Now, by the time you hear this, he might be a member of the Toronto Maple Leafs. It seems like it's going that way. But I had no issue with that. My thought process was we have to use the pick to get a top six forward or a top four defenseman. Yeah. But then Dorian afterwards said if they traded back to 16, which is what the deal would have been, maybe they add in uh, Oliver Johansson, like that level of a prospect in there and try to get that deal done with Chicago. So the Debrinka trade was happening no matter what, and that made me feel a lot better about the potential Matt Murray deal. We already talked about Wade Redden on the development staff. Stick taps the nine prospects that are now members of the Senators. Again, we're going to do videos on that. The Matt Murray, Connor Brown trade talks have been testified. And Pilsy, Alex Debrinkit hmm. is a member of the Ottawa Senators. I know your initial reaction was off the charts. Everyone already got to see that on YouTube. For me, it's pretty much echoing the same thing. What a perfect fit for Tim Stutzla. Like, I'm sure you did what I did. You type in Alex Debrinkit career highlights, and yes, it's impressive. The release is ridiculous. Insane. But number 88 on Chicago was in on a lot of those goals. Yeah, almost all of them. I just actually watched his 41 goals this morning, and it is uncanny how many. And it's just so funny. Like, so many two-on-one plays where it's like, the guy with the puck isn't even facing the net. He's fully no. facing Debrinkit. Like, I'm letting everybody know I'm passing it to Debrinket. You still aren't going to stop it. And no. yeah, he's just incredible. And I remember when we looked at possible targets, Fiala was our top one because it seemed most realistic. Then you you and I had kind of a debate and you were like, we have to get Debrinket at number two. And I was like, Ross, we're trying to be realistic here. Like the Sens are not going to get Debrinket. They're... First off, they're not going to be able to put a package. Second off, Chicago, why would they trade a 24-year-old 40-goal scorer in his prime that's under team control? And they're going to lose this trade if they try to get him. And on top of that, his qualifying offer would be at $9 million. This does not have Senators ooh. writing all over it. It's Verbal not going to happen. Drake going, ooh, so scary. But, I mean, if you look at Ottawa's track record, that certainly is yeah. scary. The Ottawa Senators haven't... 
they haven't been near a nine million dollar real uh well hit. mark stone the one year contract he signed as an rfa i guess they only paid him three quarters of a season of it but that was one year nine million if i'm not mistaken yes it? but or seven five it was something like that ross but with the intention that he's probably not coming back like that was a deal done right. let's get him done so we can move him later no, this is 7.35 not- so i'm wrong this is not a let's get the Debrinka deal done so we can trade them later type thing. This is we're comfortable with this and we're going to look to the future with this. So that is just such a shift for the Ottawa Senators. So for that deal to happen and for a collective, the internet to all gather and be like, holy crap. The, the haters actually even did, liked it. Yeah, the haters even were like, the Sens, not only did they not mess this up, but they hit a home run here. Yeah. Like that is so rare and Thank God the Ottawa Senators did not end this season. And no offense, Kevin Korchinski, but if they would have drafted Korchinski at seven. Oh, full temper tantrum. Oh, boy. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And I, I had him at 21 on my list. We, had, we both had him at 21, Ross. He was like our sixth defenseman that we liked. And for Chicago to be like, yeah, we're going for it. That made me feel good. But we did like Paul Lewinsky. <laughs> yeah, and and although this wasn't part of the trade, but Frank Nazar, the Frank Nazar pick made up for reaching on they Kevin Korchinski. They should have flipped it. Yes, I agree totally. So Kevin Korchinski, Paul Ludwinski, and I'm going to assume Sumsinski is going to be the third round pick in 2024. They didn't give up a player off the roster. They didn't give up a prospect. It is an absolute slam dunk home run. And yeah. Pilsy, he's a better player than Kevin Fiala. He's a oh, better player better. than Mark Stone. This yep. guy might be the most talented player the Sens have had in the last half decade. Yeah, I it's don't. Hard, even it's think, hard to argue that. Yeah, I tweeted out at Sen Central. I said, "Who's the best goal scorer the Sens have had since Alec DeBrincat?" Now he had a couple. I think recency bias saying Josh Norris. Yes, guy can snipe it, but you're looking at the guy with the eighth Not most goals like since 2018. Yeah, and he's yeah. a right hand shot. We talk about how the Sens forward core, even though. He's, he's Russian style. Did you hear that? Dabrinkit told DJ Smith he prefers to play left wing. Love it. I, th- I found that interesting because uh, that obviously opens up. We know Claude Giroux likes playing right wing. I well, and it, even if Giroux doesn't happen, then you're looking at a line of Dabrinkit, Stutzla, and Batherson. Yeah. Hello, sign me up. And I guess Joseph's up there in, in this in this uh, premature <laughs> projection. Of the <laughs> I think that's Salim Sparshin who likes that one. <laughs> but that's all, all in good fun. We'll, we'll have plenty of time to speculate. Again, free agency starts on Wednesday. Keep an eye out. If there's a big move, go to Locked On Senators' YouTube channel. In all likelihood, Pilsy and I will be able to upload something real quick once the Senators make any moves in free agency. But what a couple weeks, Pilsy. Like, the winds of change are here. And that Alex Debrinkit acquisition sent a message to the National Hockey League and pending free agents that the Ottawa Senators are no longer bottom feeders or they cannot be. Yeah. Now, I still say keep the 2023 first round pick in any sort of trade because that's At draft, the very least, top three protected. At the very least. That draft seems insane right now. But <laughs> draft coverage is as far away <laughs> as possible. But hey, it worked. Those player profiles, they got some hits once teams started drafting it so if you've missed out you want to see any of those guys again nine too bad we didn't do a top 200 ross then maybe one of the sends uh picks i like a few of the picks though so do i what do you say we get into some dev camp talk though but first pilsy you got a word from one of our favorite sponsors yep and uh guys the ottawa centers are looking good next season you might want to get a couple shekels bet on them and i mentioned before 
I'm going to be hitting the over like crazy on Sens games next season, Ross. And <laughs> when I do that, the place I'm going to be looking for all the odds is betonline.net. Guys, hockey may be over, but there's still lots going on. The baseball is in the thick of it. You got golf, you got boxing, you got UFC, whatever your preference is. Check it out at betonline.net. It's the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. They got the latest odds, totals, player performance props, even where the next fired coach is going to land. Betonline.net is your number one spot for all your sports betting needs, and it's the trusted online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. Guys, it's betonline.net where the game starts. Pilsy, I'm sad we're not in Ottawa today. I love Dev Camp. I really do. I try to make it as often as I can. When I was in Toronto, I'd always go down. Isn't it wild? The last Dev Camp, or no, it was two ago that, P- that Pilsy and I went. We got to meet with Brady Parley. Parley, sorry, my bad. You always do uh, that. <laughs> I know. When I had both you guys on, like that was that was wild. Parley, Pilsy, <laughs> Parley, Pilsy. But Parley and I went down, and uh, we got to be in Brady Kachuk's first scrum. Like I absolutely love going down to dev camp but it starts today they're on the ice at 2 p.m eastern until three they've got tomorrow wednesday the fellas are going to go down to blues fest on wednesday night see some some 41 are you jealous they get to see alexis on fire i've seen them multiple times but i i had planned to to go back and check out this day but that's going to be a good one but all these kids are like they're not going to know any of the songs from alexis on fire and some 41 it'll be hilarious oh would you say it's like a first date with the city of downtown Ottawa? Is that some 41 no, or is that Blink-182? it's Blink-182. Oh, Bigness. no. Awesome. You're in too deep on that one. You're in too deep <laughs> on that up. one. <laughs> so 27 players will be attending Senators Development Camp. And there's one notable absence. And I guess Sean Donovan has since confirmed my confirmation. But we tweeted out this morning, wishing all the best to Tyler Clevin. Death, his grandmother on his mother's side of the family passed away. So he is dealing with some family issues back in North Dakota. Anyone who said it's because he's unvaccinated, smarten up. That's brutal speculation when it's very easy to find out he was at the World Juniors in Edmonton this year. So especially think about it for the kid. You don't think he was fired up to come to Ottawa? He hasn't been to Ottawa yet, and he's been drafted for a year and a half. So I didn't like hearing that from some places. Wait until things come out, and they did. He's got a death in the family. It sucks. And we won't see him at regular camp too, right? Because this is where the college kids can go. They can't come to regular camp starting in September. So we're obviously thinking about the club and family and looking forward to seeing him at North Dakota this year and then signing in the spring. Yeah, definitely condolences to Tyler and his family there. But uh, Dev Camp rolls on and uh, Ross has a couple players. I know you tweeted out from Send Central. Who yes. are you looking at here? I'm looking at our boy, Carson Latimer. Yes, Look out Lats. for him. Lats. Lats Speed. is going to heat up here. Speed like, on the wing. Speed on the wing and confidence. You can't knock this kid's confidence down. He he is hungry, so look out for Lats. Um, on defense, my favorite pick for uh, the 2022 draft, Thomas Amara. I yes. think he was the best player they selected, best value for sure. Uh, he was highest ranked by a lot of uh, online presence, and I think he's going to be a really good kid. That was a great pick, in my opinion. And then, finally, I'm going to go with Zach Ostapchuk. This kid really made the 2021 draft uh, look a lot better than I think it was because he was on fire for the Vancouver Giants this season. So those are my three guys, Lats, Stapchuk, and Thomas Hamara. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, I just pulled up the entire roster. Now, interesting to note, Kevin Mandelazy is there, 
Mad Sogard is not. Now, you can look at the long-term injury that Mando suffered because he is one of three players uh, with Luke Lowheight, and I'm forgetting the other one right now, Jack of Novak, Novak. the only three players who were at the last Sens Dev Camp back in 2019. So Mando, Kevin Riedler, the 6'6 giant they just drafted in this year's selection, he'll be there. And then on defense, the other two are both just guys who are undrafted Pilsy. Neither of us got the phone call again. I was waiting for us to get the phone call. Goalie-friendly show, unfortunate. But, Pilsy, if I have to circle my three guys here, and we're going to wrap up in a moment, but i got to get my my love out here for Stefan Holiday. Now we're going to do our, our – our, Is it um, Stefan or Steven? I was I saying Stefan. We'll okay. find out in time for our, our profile. <laughs> he, he threw us a follow back on IG, so I'll ask him for enough pronunciation. Probably a little busy today, though. His first day is 6-4-2-10. This guy's a beast. One of the all-time leading scorers in USHL history. And I actually, randomly enough, Pilsy, got to do play-by-play at a tournament yeah. in Toronto a couple of years ago. And this one kid just stood out way bigger, way more skilled than anybody else. He led the whole tournament in points, and that was Stefan Halliday. So I'm going to keep my eye on him as one of those mid-round picks who's bigger, more physically mature, a double overager, already 20 years old, coming to his first dev camp. And I see him as a guy who is going to really impress the other guys I'm keeping an eye out for. Oscar Pedersen, the Sens third-round pick, 72nd overall. Another big kid. <laughs> That's a trend as well. Yeah, they weird, just eh? have these enormous trees. This guy just stands in front of the net. He's got a sick shot as well. 25 goals in 46 games last season and was a huge presence for the under 18 gold medal medal team for team Sweden. And then third, like I was a little between here. I was like, Oh, Ben Roger would be nice to see him go, but Pilsy, I'm going with our boy Carson Latimer. I need to see Lats get it together at this uh, rookie camp. A couple other shout outs that we want to give as well here Ridley Gregg and Jake Sanderson both there lastly are you worried Jake Sanderson's still wearing a bit of a brace on his wrist I mean uh, when Dorian talked he did mention that something happened there was an accident and he re-injured that was in like June though or in May I thought he was talking about really more recently but I could be mistaken we'll see we'll wait until the Senators are on the ice at two o'clock today if anything crazy breaks we'll come back otherwise we'll have that for you on tomorrow's Locked On Senators Pilsy we're also going to do our free agent preview because the Senators could finally maybe be active in the free agent market that's all coming up on tomorrow's Locked On Senators any final thoughts before we sign off here Pils it's great to have you back. Solo podcasting, <laughs> just it doesn't hit the same. And thanks for everyone that had kind words for me, kind comments saying I was doing a good job. The Dude, lot, I thought you were gonna. Hard. I thought they were gonna ask me not to come back. You were buzzing. <laughs> yeah, look out. Hey, I kept your seat warm for you. Don't worry. Uh, absolutely love it. Thanks everyone for listening. We're great to be back. We're gonna be five days this week, and we'll touch on what the schedule is gonna be for the rest of summer. But as I started the show, I will end it. This could very well be the busiest week of the Senators offseason. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.